Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. We see the syphilitic shrinking obelisk. The white man's wilting dick. Of CD game show trolls, the smiling lie of the televised hive. The witches are watching with their thousand eyes. Witches are watching with their thousand eyes. We smell rotten teeth. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 56. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Lee's Comics. Artist and previous podcast guest Scott Shaw has finished the cover artwork for Headquartered, the book on the monkey's solo career, and it should be out in February or March of 2020. I won't be making the trek to Beetlefest, unfortunately, but my co-author and also previous podcast guest Michael A. Ventrella will be attending and selling copies there. I've gotten the final art pieces and text from Victoria Biggers for the TTV scrapbook, so I'll be finalizing that book and turning it in soon. I still plan to work on some new Harvey comic stories with previous podcast guest Eric Schenauer. And I'm still waiting for the Warren Kramer book from my publisher, and I'm still working on my own Light Up Your Life travel agency, and of course the Mad book. Our guest today has drawn the Dennis the Menace Sunday page for over 30 years. He also drew the Dennis the Menace comic book when it was published by Marvel. Here he is, Ron Ferdinand. And the phone today we have Ron Ferdinand, who is the artist on Dennis the Menace, typically on the Sunday strips, correct? Yes, Sunday, yeah. Okay. And just wanted to say uh, thank you for being on the podcast, and just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in art and how you got involved with working on Dennis the Menace. Okay. Well, you know, I, I um, grew up, I was born in 51, I lived in Manhattan, and um, on West End Avenue, actually where they filmed The West Side Story, and 68th Street and West End Avenue, hmm. which is <laughs> one, one of the main blocks where West Side Story was filmed. So that was, fun. so we, it was, uh, back when I was living there, it was an Italian ghetto. Hmm. It was all Italians from like 63rd Street to 69th or around there. It was all Italians. So then in like 58, uh, um, they made us all, we all left, <laughs> and then they filmed, and then, yeah, so um, they filmed West Side Story in like 60, or whatever, it was 60, and, um, and then they tore it all down and built Lincoln Center. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I went, watch, we went one day and watched the filming, you know, so we stood outside and looked down at our old block, and we saw them dancing down the streets and everything, you know, the, the Jets and the Sharks. Right by our old, you know, our old building, and so anyway, so then I moved to Queens, and and so as far as art, you know, I, I always loved to draw. I was always um, drawing on, you know, those um, notebooks with the, the black and white ones with the little what are they, the metropolitan? What were they called? Those little notebooks. Uh, the composition ones, or yeah, composition. Yeah, I should have wrote that down. <laughs> well, composition books. Yeah, so I used to, you know, do stories, and and I just filled those things up and 
mostly, you know, and then, but I went to, I was Catholic, I grew up Catholic, so I went to Catholic grammar school and high school where they had zero art. Hmm. You know, there was no art, art courses, you know, or anything. So everything I did, I did on my own. And then when I was about 12, I, um, the, I, I saw the art instruction schools advertisement. I drew, I think it was Winky, you know, <laughs> drew Winky. Right. And I mailed it in. And I was, I was probably about 12 or 13 at that point. And um, so, you know, they, they they came out and interviewed, you know, showed me the setup and everything. And then I, I said, yes, yes, I want to do this, you know. And um, so my mother agreed. So she, you know, she paid for it. And then um, I did about two lessons, and I, 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 I don't know. I just kind of lost track. I just couldn't. It was like homework, you know. It was like they'd send me the lesson, and it got to So I did about two or three of them, and I couldn't even force myself to, to do any. I, I don't know. It was just the... I, I was just a kid, you know, so I, I couldn't discipline myself to do it and everything. So I did about two of them, and then my mother had, had so I paid for the whole thing, you know, and then, so then after I, I stopped sending, so then they would send me these letters. I wouldn't I wouldn't send in my assignments, and then they get all these, like, motivational letters from them saying, you know, Ron, Ronald, the, you know, the road to success is paid with persistence, and we have to keep, so they, they kept sending me these motivational letters, you know, instead. <laughs> Now, did and, uh, you did you draw anyway? You just didn't do the assignments, or did you not draw at all? Oh, yeah. No, I drew. Oh, yeah, no, I was always drawing. <laughs> I, I drew, yeah. I was. But, you know, as far as sitting down and, you know, give these lessons and shading and, and whatever it was, you know, and it was a required real, you know, self-discipline, which I didn't have. I mean, as far as, you know, reading the lesson and then doing it and then mailing, you know, it was just something I could not. And I, I, I regretted it, you know, later on. It would, probably would have been very educational. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then, you know, I went to high school, and then I graduated from Catholic high school, and then I went to St. John's University for six months, and I knew at that point that I didn't want to pursue an academic career. You mm. know, I just... So then I left, I got a job in, in Macy's in Herald Square, I worked there. And then I uh, enrolled in visual arts, you know. Mm -hmm. And I went to the School of Visual Arts for three years. And I studied, um, had some great teachers. I had um, John Cohane, was one of my, uh, was my animation history teacher. Um, let's see who else had, had um, Howard Beckerman for animation. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with these guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Robert, uh, Mar uh, Martin Abrams, just Gil Moret. Gil Moret was my animation. He was an old Paramount guy. He worked at Paramount Studios and he would always tell us all the stories about Paramount Studios and everything. But some real great teachers there. And then um, we had guest speakers, you know, all the time. And my last year there was really great. And then they had Milk Hall came and gave us, you know, a lecture. And um, Richard Williams came and, and um, he was actually at, at a, um, a nearby, I, I forget what it was, I think it was, he had a show and they were showing the Christmas Carol. Hmm. Had, he had just done the Christmas Carol and that was being shown on TV. But then they had a showing, I think it was at, um, I'm not sure, I think it was in Lincoln Center's, one of the theaters. Anyway, hmm. so John, it was for John, so John Cohane was, was asking people if they wanted to be um, uh, ushers, you know. Hmm. <laughs> so I went, I volunteered, I said, definitely be an usher. So I went and um, I ushered for that, you know, and Richard Williams was there and they showed the movie. And then, so, you know, unfortunately I was so pre, I had to actually, I had duties to do. I had to usher people in and stuff. So a lot of it I ended up missing because I had volunteered to be oh, an usher. Great. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, 
I said that was his thing. So anyway, so but he spoke, you know, and it was it was great. And he had he had I was spoken at the at visual arts also. And um, so anyway, so Mill Call came, and then this is my last semester there. And he said, you know, we're looking, you know, Disney's hiring. This was like '76 mm-hmm. or '75. I think it was '75. And um, you know, so he said we're looking, you know, to, to, to replenish their animation staff, and uh, you know, and. Um, and that was my dream, you know. I said, "Damn, that's what I want to do." And they said, "Just all we want to see is your life drawing. You know, that's all we care about is your life drawing sketches. We just want to see. You know, we're looking for, you know, artists who, who know the body and who can. And that's really all you have to you know. They said that's really the, the main, you know, what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. So here I was. I had three years of that. I studied. I took. I took a life drawing class, of course, mm-hmm. and. Um, I had model sketches, and, and, but I had spent so much time, because, you know, in my animation class, we had to do a film. So we had to do, and not only would draw it, but we had to do the cells, we had to film it, we had to do everything. Wow. So here I was, you know, so I had chosen for my final film, I had, um, You Never Give Me a Money, the, the Beatles song on, on Abbey Road. <laughs> and um, so here I was, spending all the, you know, every free moment, um, painting, you know, draw, doing the drawings, then painting the cells, Literally, uh, every doing everything myself, <laughs> filming it. So I had spent so much time on production stuff that I wasn't concentrating on the one thing that Disney was interested in, which was your drawing. You know. Mm. So anyway, so and then when he said that, he said, "Nope, all we want to see." It. So I mailed mailed my life drawing stuff out there, and um, you know, sat breathlessly waiting, and then I got. They, they returned my my package and they said, you know, your, your work is good, but we're looking for Michelangelo. You know. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. So it was kind of, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was okay. I mean, I, I, of course, they, that was their professional evaluation. So what I did was, uh, so I that was very di- disappointing. So then I went back to the Art Students League for a year to study strictly animation. I just studied, I mean, animation, uh, anatomy. Mm. So I had this teacher, Gustav Reberger. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was like a year. He did all these massive fine arts paintings. Oh, okay. Like, no, I haven't. But okay. And anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was teaching this course in in animation. I mean, in uh, anatomy. So I studied. I went there for a year and I just really studied intensely anatomy. And he really, you know, brought us into it. And it was just a classic European study of the body and everything. And it was great. But then by that time, this was like a year after visual arts, and I had graduated. I went back to work. I was working at Macy's, back at Macy's, and <laughs> then I, I I got married. And so this was like '78, '79, um, and then I got a job at a screen printing place doing um, electronics. It was like I did silk screening. Hmm. Uh, we made we made printed circuit boards. Wow. So you know I was doing that screen. It was like screen printing. So it was like you know screen. There was some art involved. You know what you were working with the circuit board design and everything. So I kind of deluded myself into thinking I was doing some kind of artistic work. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you know, and then so I, I did that for about five years, and then um, then I left there, and then I was working at. Then I went back to SVA for Ed Knight to study paste stuff and mechanicals. This is still when they were doing everything by hand, rubber cement. Pasting up, it was all you know the old school paste up. So I took a, I went for a year and I took night courses and that, thinking you know I'll get back into some kind of artistic thing. And then I did that, and then I got a job in a real estate office. Oh. <laughs> and I was as a delivery, I was I was working in Manhattan, delivering all over the city, just delivering envelopes and everything. I was like a delivery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So then at, the, at, at this time, I'm saying I have to get, you know, I was getting, I was almost 30. I was hitting 30. I was like 29. And um, so I started sending out like, you know, little sketches and stuff. And, and then I did a few um, interviews. I went to Archie, actually went to Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. And I had done some sketches of the Archie characters and I went to see them. And they liked the sketch. Yeah, I said, yeah, you're pretty good. And they gave me a story, a, a script to pencil, mm-hmm. you know. So I did that, you know, I brought it back, and that was it. That was as far as it went. Didn't really go anywhere. Went to a couple of ad agencies and stuff and nothing. So uh, so then I was kind of, you know, starting to find, oh boy, you know, this is getting tough now. And and then, lo and behold, uh, you know, all this time I'm subscribing to cartoonist profiles with um, Joe Hurts magazine. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading all these interviews with all these, you know, cartoonists and everything. And, and they were very good, you know, they're really hands-on interviews, very practical stuff, and I used to love it. It was like a quarterly thing, I think. And then, so lo and behold, in 1980, there was an interview with Hank Ketchum. Hmm. You know, and he, um, yeah, it was 1990, I still have it here. I, I, I bring it around when I do talks, and I say this is what really started it all. So it, in the interview, he, he goes on to mention he had moved back to Monterey, Cal, Pebble Beach from Switzerland. He had been in Geneva for like 15 years, and then... You know, he was thinking of starting a, t- a training program, yeah. and um, and you know, so I I was a huge Hank Ketchum fan. You know, I thought you know, was, and, the, and the fact that he had worked at Disney's, you know, and he was he went with Pinocchio and Snow White and everything, and I was like, wow. So anyway, so he mentioned so, and it was kind of rare. He gives his he gave his address, you know, yeah. in the interview, and which you don't they don't all day. Yeah, so you know, he said, Judd, if you if keep your eyes you know your eyes open, and if you see any possibilities, send them to drop me a line at, you know, and get, get his address. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, my, in Queens, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I have nothing to lose. So I went out and bought a few, you know, dentist paperbacks and did some sketches of the characters and never thinking, you know, that would, uh, anything would come of it. So, <laughs> I, you know, I got them together in a package, mailed them out, and um, I figured that was the end of it. So about two weeks later, all of a sudden, I get over my mailbox, and there's a you know, a letter with the den- den- dentist, the menace on it, you know. <laughs> so I opened it, you know, and I was like, wow, I thought maybe it's just, okay, you know, thanks for your, you know, submission and whatever. And so I opened it, and it's like, you know, it's from Hank, you know, and it's, he says, well, Ron, you know, I liked, li- I liked your samples. And, in the, you know, I've already hired two other artists, but in that respect, I may be hired looking for another one, whatever. So in that respect, send me a resume, a, a photograph. He wanted to see a photograph, you know. <laughs> of myself so um he said take your time with this you know there's no hurry and um but of course i immediately got it you know next day i had it back in the mail and i you know as far as my resume i was kind of like you know i had done a couple of little things for some local things in queens there um so you know i kind of padded that a little bit and said yeah you know stuff that and but i really had no stuff you know which which turned out (laughs) to be work in my favor with hank because i did i wasn't really an accomplished anything you know right which is i guess what he was looking for someone that he could kind of so i mailed that out and then you know thinking well this is so like a couple weeks later sure enough i get another letter from hank you know wow now this is you know and then he sent me a couple of gags he said just you know rough take your time you know there's no hurry just he he gave me like three or four gags gag flips and he said just you know let me see what you do with these and whatever Mm -hmm. so 
then I, you know, worked on, got a write out like the next day. I stayed up all night, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. Even though he said, so take your time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying, he, he was just saying, you know, Ron is in no, absolutely no hurry with these. Just, you know, take your time. <laughs> so, um, so I mailed those out. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, he goes, I, I liked you again. And then I liked your, you know, and he corrected them, which I still have. Actually, I posted a lot, I think, a couple of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I a lot most of my correspondence with with Hank during that time is I have actually posted it so it's actually on Facebook if you go way back a couple of years in my mm-hmm. and with his corrections you know my sketches and his his corrections are on there and then he goes so now I'm you know I'm thinking okay uh, where's this going to go now so then he said and you know he threw it out there he said listen I, I have two artists and um, uh, we're in Bonnaroo I don't know if you've been out here which I hadn't and I'm thinking of maybe going bringing you out you know, for a week or a couple of weeks and see, you know, if you like the area and everything, you know, if you'd be interested. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here I am, bam, you know, okay, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, and he goes, in the meantime, I'm working on a, uh, he, they work on the Marvel comics, so they said, <clears throat> here's a cover I was going to um, do for the birthday issue with some, had Dennis with a birthday cake or something. So he goes, what, let me see what you, ink this, you know, it was like, a, he gave me, he sent me a Xerox of a pencil. And he said, ink this and bring it with you. Mm. Let me see how you handle, you know, the inking of it. Mm. Um, but whatever. <laughs> so, you know, and, and inking, I didn't know what he used. And I, he was, you know, of course, he used July 170. So I was using rapidographs at the time, you oh. know, <laughs> which were a far cry from the, you know, Jalots. <laughs> so, I, you know, I did my best with it and everything. And then, um, so I flew out. And I, I brought, and yeah, so that was it. So I flew out there and um, Fred Tool and his wife, Molly, picked me up at the airport on a Sunday, and I went out, and um, they drove me out to Hank's place in Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. ushered me into his presence, and here I am, you know. And he had this beautiful studio, <laughs> all wooden, you know, and he's sitting there, like, behind his drawing table, and it was just like being ushered into the, you know, the king's chambers. <laughs> and he was very, you know, this was like Sunday night, I got there on a Sunday, a Sunday. So I'm sitting there, and Fred and Molly were very nice, and they were really down home. You know, they were still on the ride to the airport. They were very friendly, very open. So I was kind of at ease. They were kind of easing me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, so Hank, you know, shut by hand, and he asked me, so, you know, and he, and, um, he goes, okay, you know, go back to your hotel. My hotel, I, I had a room right across. He was renting some studios in Carmel Valley. He, uh, he rented a couple of offices. So he, the, the artists he had were working there. So my hotel was like right across the street from there. So that was about a half hour drive from Hank. So then they drove me out, dropped me off. And then the next day was Monday. And I, you know, went in and met the other two people. And um, that's how it started. So then Hank came in about lunchtime. <laughs> it took us to lunch mm-hmm. at the the, um, at the the Carmel Valley Racket Club or something. Mm-hmm. And there was Clint Eastwood, you know, there. Wow. Hey, Hank, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, Clint Eastwood on the... And and um, Merv Griffin was there, you know, in his white shorts, and he was like, you know, playing tennis and everything. So, um, yeah, so he introduced him, Merv, this is Ron, you know, Clint, this is Ron, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I said, oh my God, it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah. And then we went back to the uh, office after that, and they had already been working on some pages for, for the comedy. So, you know, I'm looking at their stuff, and their stuff was like beautiful, you know. And then Hank proceeds to sit down and, like, you know, get the tracing paper and start, <clears throat> you know, going over everything. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is, I mean, and I thought their stuff was amazing, you know. So, you know, it just immediately deflated by 
can do yet, and, um, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> so anyway, so next day, I'm, yeah, it was very intimidating. You, you thought he was overcritical or hypercritical or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, you know, they, they had, they were, at that point, they, they were, they, I think they were on, like, the fourth issue already Yeah. the um, Marvel comic. I think they'd done, like, four. So they were, you know, this was all going on for months already, mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, and that stuff was very, you know, was I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he yeah he just kind of, and I guess part of it was he was just training too. So I mean, even if he liked it, he was going to change things just to kind of. And right. you know, Hank's favorite expression was always, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, right? <laughs> when he would he'd, uh, completely, you know, go over our layouts and stuff. You know, and he would always preface it with that. You know, there's oh, more than one way to, and then you know. Of course, we we wanted to do it his way if we could. Right, but, um, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. So then the rest of the so the two weeks, so, you know, I just kind of went through it, and I I kind of you know, I mean, what well, I couldn't, I was stuck there. I couldn't run. <laughs> you know. But you wanted to. You know, I, felt like, oh, yeah, I felt like I felt like running. You know? And um, so, so I just I just went in the next morning, and you know, he gave me had given me a page to um, to do to rough out, mm-hmm. and I just kind of bluffed my way through it, you know. Mm. I just kind of, I said, no matter what I do, he's going to, you know, correct. I mean, you know, so I, I, I just, and he knew I was green. He knew I was nervous, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of made it through the two weeks. You know, I did a couple of pages. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the end of the two weeks, he, you know, he goes, so, Ron, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where he was just going to send me back or, because he kind of kind of kept me, you know, he didn't really tell me. So, like, the he says, Ron, so do you, you know, like, like it out here, you know, and then here we are, and, you know. Pebble Beach, Carmel Valley, uh, Monterey, you know. I said, and I was living in Jackson Heights in an apartment, you know, so <laughs> I said, yes, I do like it out here. And my wife, you know, I was married and we didn't have any kids or anything, so she, and um, so he said, well, would you want to, would you want to come out, you know? So I said, absolutely. So yeah. that was like in August of 81. Mm-hmm. So then that was later, you know, we, um, we had nothing, you know, really had, we had a couple of things to ship, but nothing much. We had an apartment, so we, so we flew out in September of 81, and that was, that was the beginning, you know. Wow. And no, no. I, I, I still look back, and, you know, I'm just in disbelief. <laughs> and especially I look back, you know, I look back at some of those comic pages I did, and I'm going, it's amazing, he, you know, he hired me, because, you know, I, with the critical eye that I have, you know, now, I go, wow, he really... Yeah, so you're... But Hank was a great... And, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. You're more critical of your earlier work now than you were. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like, like, oh, gosh, you know. And, you know, it's a funny thing with Hank. I mean, I... I mean, I, you know, I, I liked him, and I think he liked me. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that was part of it. Yeah. You know, because I know it couldn't... It certainly wasn't my talent, mm-hmm. you know. But I think we just kind of hit it off, you know. There was just some kind of connection there. And, um, you know, he put up with a lot, you know. But he was very nice to me. I mean, he was really, um, you know. And it almost became like a, 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 even as son Scott said, you know, that I think, you know, you kind of <clears throat> had almost a, a father-son relationship. Even Scott kind of said that joking, you know. I yeah. mean, Scott was five then. And, you know, he goes, looking back, I really think, and, and I, I guess of that, you know. Yeah, we we've talked about the other people that have worked over the years, like uh, Frank Hill and Lee Holly, you know, and uh, um, I think that is the common thing is he had to get along with the person as well as having some sort of artistic talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that was part of it, I, especially with me, and and you know, and he he liked 
it was he um you know the, 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 I mean he was you know and then we moved to Pebble Beach and we, we all worked together because <clears throat> we started out you know we, he was at the poem and we, we were in Carmel Valley and then and then he finally bought the studio in Pebble and then of course I, I guess you know this you know then the Pebble Beach people said no we don't want it was like a commercial they didn't want any kind of commercial operation right right in Pebble Beach so you know because we would drive it in every day and it would like three artists and then the secretary Fred so we had like you know six or seven cars coming in you know and it was like <laughs> so and it was a big thing about you know the paper you know Mr. Wilson Pebble Beach is throwing you know Dennis out of you know and it was like a, so then we had to leave there <laughs> right it was funny because I used to park to avoid parking in the um, parking lot at lunchtime I wanted to be able to just drive out to go somewhere I started parking down the road and there was this beautiful f fence there you know it was a house but it was like you know so I, I would park near the fence and um, and one I did that for a couple of weeks and then thinking this is great and I would just walk down there and drive off come back and park so about after two weeks of this all of a sudden I drove there one day and there was these huge boulders <laughs> put there you know so obviously the person who I was parking was not happy with me parking there right you know? they brought in these enormous boulders that just took up the entire area you know so you know and then we moved back to Monterey into a studio and then um, Karen and I were there and then Hank was in back and so we stayed we were there for uh, the last and of it, and then he sold that, and then we. That was working in, in Salinas. So. Was that in the studio yeah. there, or is that out of your home? No, no, it was out of my. That was my house, you know. Oh, okay. So yeah, because Hank sold, you know, he sold the stu he sold the Monterey. It was it was a historic landmark. Mm -hmm. So he so sold it back to the city, and they, you know, it was um, trade. They put it back. It's like I think it's some kind of museum now. Mm -hmm. It was a Monterey. I forget the Monterey House or something. It's right across from City Hall. So then I was working out of out of my house in Salinas, and I, you know I went from seeing you know working every day to like you know I I still go show Hank my work, but I had a fax. Mm -hmm. So I would like uh, here I was living in Salinas, which was like twenty minutes from Hank, but I was faxing him, and um, I'd go maybe once a month or so to to see him. You know we do have talk about it, but yeah, it was, I was virtually. So that's when you know we were thinking, well maybe so we, we can go back east now. We didn't, you know, because this is like 15 years. We had been out there from 81 to 96. Right. Um, and then, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay, I, I have a few right. questions, actually, and this just yeah, kind of yeah. came up. Uh, and we've talked before, of course. So, But yeah. uh, one thing I never asked was, um, so uh, you sent in this uh, uh, packet to Hank Ketchum because you saw his address and everything. Did you... Right. apply or do anything else? I know you mentioned Archie, but did you, uh, were you very aggressive, like, trying to get anything and anything, everything, so if anything came along, or was uh, just like, yeah, you no. did the Archie thing, oh, that didn't work, oh, here's the Hank Ketchum thing, I'll try that, you know, I don't know how aggressive you were. Yeah, but. you know, I was, I was, I was really not aggressive, no, okay. I mean, I, I went on a few things, I had a cousin who was in advertising, so he gave me a couple of references in the city. Mm -hmm. So I would go there and, you know, one-on-one -on -one and go into the office, you know. But I was not, no, I was not aggressive. I, I just, I did a lot of stuff through the mail. I would mail things here and there. Mm -hmm. And, um, but as far as being aggressive, no. And then, <laughs> actually, in 77, my my brother-in-law, my future, he was, he was not married to my wife's sister yet, but he was living in Los Angeles. So we went out there after, a year after we were married, and we stayed with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was in an apartment in Los Angeles. Went out. And uh, my plan was to go back to 
Disney, I brought some work, and I was going to reapply, and then go to Hanna-Barbera. So I did. So I brought my stuff out when I stayed with him, and I went to Hanna-Barbera and showed them my stuff, and they liked it. And Don Love, what was his name, Don Love or something, he was one of the guy, the screener back then. This is like 77. And they, mm-hmm. so they had a training program going. Mm-hmm. interested in uh, doing strip art or comic books or animation or any of them, whatever would take you? Did you have a preference? Yeah, you know, at that time, it was still animation. Was still, you know, because that was really what my, you know, I went to SVA for it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took, I took that tradition and everything, but my dream, my desire, I took every animation class that they offered, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so my dream, my desire, you know, Disney was still my, you know, that was it for me. Yeah. Up until, I, actually up until, you know, the, the Hank thing, because I hadn't really thought of, I think I had done a, a couple of comics, because I, I did, obviously, because I had the rejection slip. <laughs> I, did, I did mail a few things to the syndicates, you know, at yeah. the time. I had a couple of little strips that I was working on mm-hmm. that I did mail out, which I still have my rejection. You know, I, when I do schools and stuff, I always bring that angle of it, of the fact that rejection, you know, is part of it. Right. So I, I still have all the all my rejection letters from all the all the syndicates and everything, and and actually from DC uh, Marvel, because I did Marvel before I worked for Hank, you know, mm-hmm. and I had I had done like this little call, you know, which um, <clears throat> I, I I I sent them, and then you know, and and I got a letter back saying your work is good, but it has to be great, yeah. <laughs> you know, for Marvel, <laughs> you know. And, that was getting on so I did you know but and so I was thinking strips and comic books but my heart was still at that point in you know in animation okay I was just curious about that you because know. early on but then you kind of explained it anyway early on you uh, tried Disney got rejected and then it's like did you ever try again and I get it I mean now I know well, I understand you know, why you don't because you're doing this but you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, you know years, when I, I, years later I contacted Disney just to tell them that I was working for Hank Mm-hmm. You know, and they had a whole different attitude then. You mm. know, I just said I, I wasn't applying for a job. I just kind of I because I had some friends who were working there, and I just kind of and and they, and they were like, you know, well, we don't know what you'd want to do here, but the fact that you work for Hank is certainly, you know, credible enough for us to consider whatever you want. But never went anywhere. Right. But I thought it was interesting. You know, the attitude changed after you know, yeah. I, you know, work for Hank, which yeah. is. Well, definitely the studio changed since the 70s, you know, totally. You know, <laughs> once Eisner took over, oh, then, yeah. you know, it's, it's a completely different company than it was then. It was kind of a mom-and-pop shop when you were yeah, originally... Yeah, I mean, pl- back then, <laughs> The what? I'm 
sorry. It was kind of a mom and pop shop when you were applying originally. You know, yeah, it wasn't this yeah. big and corporate that's, that's behemoth. <laughs> But still, all these guys, you know, because I was reading all these, um, like the New York Times did a big, big thing on um, this, what, what film did they release at the time? Um, this was um, after The Fox and the Hound, and then they did... Um, was was Bla- Black, Black Cauldron was after that. Black Cauldron. Yeah. Black Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah, so the Black Cauldron released, and they did this big thing on it, and I was seeing all the new artists that were coming in, like Don Bluth, you know. Mm-hmm. And all these people who were there at, at that point, and um, yeah, and it, but it seemed like it car- they were trying to just carry carry it over from the old guard right. to the new guard. Still, some of the old guard was still there, and yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Did you ever try for any of the other studios, like Filmation or even Don Blue's studio, or anybody else? No, no. Else? I know. Yeah. Yeah, at that point, I think I was already, you know, in, in yeah, like '81. I, I started. I got to with Hank. So I, yeah. I mean, I was looking. At, uh, at the you know I was subscribing to it was in uh, in fact Don Bluth had a magazine back then remember right <laughs> yeah I think that's the name of it now um, I don't remember but yeah you, yeah you did um, then I, another question you you mentioned uh, when you got the sample from Hank to draw in the first place was it actually a sketch or was it just a a, a caption or what did he send you I was just curious. Yeah, it was a caption. It was actually just the captions. He oh, had, wow. Like five or six. Yeah. <coughs> Gag slips. Okay. You know? And, um, and yeah, he just said, let me see what you do with these, you know. Okay, so, so there's no there's no real guidance yeah. at that beginning part. I was just kind of curious no, about no. it. Yeah. No, there was nothing. He just, let me see how you handle these. You know, so I just, what I did was I kind of, you know, I um, I went and got some of the old, you know, the books, and I kind of took some poses from different, you know, and uh, tried to kind of, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, trying to use as much Hank influence as I could but yeah but it didn't because when he when he redid them and, and you know they were totally different you know <laughs> he, he just um, you know I didn't it, like you know it, it was funny and then you know when I moved out before in the, in the interim between the time I, he actually sent me back to New York to pack I, I had done a little notebook where I had gotten I was just doing sketches of all the characters you know Henry George Wilson and everything which I was going to show him you know, I was so proud, and I, you know, it was just like I filling up sketchbooks with pencils of the characters, you know, but they were all poses from his books, you know, <laughs> so it was just very, I was virtually just copying, you know, the poses from the books, so then, after I'd been there a couple of days, you know, I proudly showed him this, you know, and he, he leaps through it, you know, and he recognized all the poses, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's looking through it, he goes, That's funny. He goes well, Ron, so he said, Ron, this is, this whole thing, it seems a little incestuous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because he probably knew exactly where I got every post. So, yeah, like, so I guess it really wasn't, you know, well, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it wasn't really profitable to do that, but I, but I had to say, you know, I had to show him, and then, you know, so then the, the thing was, the great thing, it was like working with Disney, because what he would do is he'd send us out sketching, you know, mm. come in and he'd go, all right. You know, big nine in the morning. He goes, "All right, why don't you go out and sketch today?" You know, to the fisherman's walk or something, and just go out and sketch, and then come back after lunch, and I'll look through your <coughs> sketchbooks. You know, mm-hmm. so we would do that. So then, three of us we'd separate. You know, we all go out, and then we'd come back, and um, you know, we'd show him our sketchbooks, and he'd proceed to say, "You know, no, no, yeah, I mean, don't be so like with my critique." He was, I would use pencil, you know, <coughs> so he would say, "Use a, a, a fine." parents back then and everything, you know. He goes, because I want 
you to start interpreting things in terms of like a single line, not a sketchy line, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get us to think in line, not in like sketchy, you know? Although his pencil sketches were, you know, beautiful, but, um, you know, so that was always like his critique of my stuff, he would say, yeah, you know, <laughs> just capture, just get a flare, just get a flare and just let, uh, you know, just follow, you know? So yeah, it was stuff like that. And then he actually enrolled us to in, um, in, in, um, they had some kind of classes and layout and, and advertising. So we actually met, we, Karen and I took a, a class for a, a semester mm-hmm. that he, you know, and in uh, layout and, and design. It was some kind of design class just to kind of, and this said we'd already been there a few years and so he just wanted, so he was always just trying to get us to, you know, to learn, you know. Yeah, I should mention, you, you mentioned Karen, so I'll say it's Karen Machette who also worked for Dennis right. the Menace for quite yeah, a few Karen, years with you. Yeah. So, um, And then you mentioned Fred Toole. I'll mention that he was a writer for many years for people who don't know on the Dennis comic books and things like that. Um, and I'll ask you a question about him. I mean, how was he to work for? I mean, did he was he complicated to Fred work Toole? for? Or, yeah, Fred Toole. Yeah, no, Fred, he was the quietest guy in the world. You know, he was so, and his wife was like a real... Earth Mama time, really. You know, we, we would go over there sometimes. You know, for like holidays and stuff. And you know, he'd they, she'd make you know hot chocolate or whatever. Well, bake, she bake stuff. So yeah, the the the, the three of us. So um, we go over. Hank would come over sometimes. You know, and they were very very hospitable. But Fred was very quiet. You know, he's very very quiet. Mm-hmm. They get much. You know, they they kind of look at you and with a little smile. <laughs> and but very nice. You know, and actually at one point. We would meet in the. Um, we 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 had to stop. We we try to stop taking all the cars into the studio when we were in Pebble Beach, and we would meet at Del Monte Shopping Center, which was like about a mile down the road outside the gates of Pebble Beach. Three of us would meet Fred there, mm. <laughs> but we would, and we would all carpool from Del Monte into um, into the. We would all meet there. The four of us would be <laughs> car, <laughs> and um, you know, and it, and it's a, this was kind of like toward. Like halfway through the year, and it's already when that we were thinking that is Hank going to renew the contract, you know, with Mars. So the three of us were kind of like, and Fred, you know, really didn't even know, you know, he wasn't sure what was going either, right. as far as the, you know, the contract, whether Hank was going to renew it or not. So that's like scared. What do you think Fred is, you know? And he, you know, he didn't, he really didn't, you know, know much either. So, yeah, that was those kind of tense times, you know. Right. We will be back after this message. Hi, I'm George Takei. You know me as Helmsman Sulu on Star Trek. When I'm not busy going Warp Factor 8, I like to beam down to Lee's Comics in Mountain View and spend a lazy afternoon reading comics classics from Marvel to DC, from Dark Horse to Fantagraphics, and everything in between. So please, spend some time here at Lee's Comics and spend your hard-earned cash. <laughs> The Fun Ideas Podcast is made possible by listeners like you and from Lee's Comics of California, selling you what your mother threw out since 1982, online at leescomics.com. And now back to the Fun Ideas Podcast. And you said that that before. It was all Hank's choice as to whether to continue the comic book. It wasn't Marvel's choice, right? Right. Marvel... As far, you know, as far as I remember, Marvel and King, you know, King Features, you know, also, they wanted to, they all wanted to renew it, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted to do it. He thought, he's put a lot of work into this, he's 
wasn't happy with the way comics. This was like in the 81, 82, 83. Right. Comic book stores were kind of starting. Like in, in Monterey there, there was like a comic book store that we would go to. Mm-hmm. And, but the Hank critique was always, you know, they're selling these things at like airports and, and um, whatever, you know. And the, the, he just didn't think the distribution, he didn't like the distribution of comic books at that point. Yeah. You know. Is pretty critical of the way they were being. This is, I think, that's really before the whole thing exploded. You know, with the comic stores. I mean, they were just yeah. kind of coming in. Yeah, there was a time there. Yeah, that is correct. About that same time, before the direct market took over, that comic yeah. books were kind of dying on the vine, as it were. So, um, yeah, they were. <laughs> yep. Now, did you fear so for? So he, did you fear for your job at that point, or did Hank immediately I, offer you the the strip work? No, no, I um, I didn't, I didn't know. You know, at that point, I was still grateful. You know, I'd been there. You know, for at that point, probably eight or nine, and you know, eight or nine months. And I, I was happy because I got hired by Hank. I was ready to, um, you know, if it, Hank was, if, I, if, if that was going to be it, you know, so be it. I um, I was ready to go back to New York. You know, I, I just, my wife was saying, you know, hey, I had like, you know, eight or nine months working for Hank Ketchum. You know, that should yeah. be worth something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I was good. You know, I I was good. I mean, whatever had happened, I was I was resigned. I, we were still renting an apartment, so we hadn't bought. You know, we were we had no roots there yet. So oh, okay. I kind of yeah. <laughs> I was and Karen too. I think Karen. I, oh, I think all three of us were kind of like, um, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, with it. Uh, so I mean, how, so I mean, how, how soon after that he canceled the comic that he said I'd like you to stay on and. Uh, work on the strips with me well yeah no it was like it was almost like um instantaneous you know, oh, okay. he, he told us you're you know and brian with brian had done he had gotten a job with um you know uh, jim davis right you know? right mm-hmm. he was kind of he was a little stressed so he was actually sending out you know i was i wasn't doing anything but brian you know when he got an inkling he was sending out little feelers right little strips and stuff and because he had a young wife he was younger than he was like quite a few years younger than me and you know he had a, he was newly married and so yeah so he by the time everything ended <clears throat> he'd already gotten an offer you know from Jim Davis mm-hmm. so, and, and totally on the strength of working for you know for Hank you know he um Jim Davis said yeah you were for Hank man you know mm-hmm. and yeah so he flew out to Indiana and started, and yeah he was working on Garfield mm-hmm. and um, so Karen and I you know, we stayed because Karen was, you know, she was single at that point, and um, she, um, yeah, he, it just kind of transitioned. He just okay. said he would start bringing us um, some Sundays, you know, because um, oh gosh, I knew that I was gonna, who was doing the Sundays? In, oh, it was Bob Bug. You know, yeah, Bob, <laughs> I knew. Bob Bug, That's one name. I, I have a whole list of names in front of me. I don't want to forget anyone. I forgot. I didn't don't anyway, worry, I'll help you out. So, but, <laughs> Connecticut, if I remember that, I don't remember, yeah, but I think it's somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he was, <laughs> yep, Connecticut. Yes. So yeah, so Bob, I, I guess said, you know, Hank, I got too many roots here, and so 
so that was, you know, a lucky break for us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so yeah, so he put it, he put Karen and I on the Sundays, and then, um, yeah, so it just kind of, it was a, just a gradual thing. Yeah. I remember when that happened, actually. It was like, uh, you know, I said, hey, the Sunday strips now look like the comic books did at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't know who was working right. on it because you never got name credit or Karen, you know, so right, it's like, right. I just said, yeah. wow, they changed it over to make it look like the comic books. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> because Bob had that's his own kind of style. Well, everybody oh, had his own style, so it, it, you, yeah. you could see it yeah. change over the years, you know, so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah, Bob, yeah, but Bob, you know, Hank loved Bob's work, you know. Mm-hmm. And although he had kind of developed kind of his own little styles there too, yeah, yeah, but it was fun, you know. And I mean, Hank really, I, I really want Bob out there, you know. But I guess, you know. So after you took over, I guess Bob just retired, basically, at that point. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I never met him. I yeah. never really. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think he did freelance stuff. I'm not, you know. I yeah. kind of lost track. I just, you know. I mean, I felt bad, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of like it just happened, you know. Now, you said Brian went on to work for Jim Davis and Garfield. Did you put any feelers out for anything else at this time or just kind of. No. No, I didn't. I was taking it one day. I was, because, you know, here I was in California, and I said, well, I definitely wasn't, you know, if if this ended, I was definitely not going to, probably not going to stay. I was probably going to come back east because I was still like a New Yorker at heart. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And. No, I had my family was here and everything. So I, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I, I, um, I probably would have just hopped on the, the first plane out. You know, we would have come back. You know, the funny thing was, I about six months before, when I started the correspondence with Hank, I had taken the post office test. Mm-hmm. And you know, I went down to the city to the to the main branch. You know, on Forty Second Street, huge. And you know, I, I was just trying other options. You know, I thought, well, if this doesn't, so um, you know, and, and this room was like it was like a block wide with the you know applicants. You know, mm-hmm. huge. Just you know, uh, the, you know, you can imagine the main branch of the post office in Manhattan. So I took the test. You know, not knowing. I mean, how I, I mean, I studied for. It. I was like, and this is when the Hank thing was still not even. I don't even think. I don't even. I don't even know. I had to start corresponding with him yet. This was just one of my options. I was right. trying to feel out because I was approaching my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I had some friends who were working for the post office and they said, you know, it's a great gig and, you know, everything. So I took it and then I guess I did okay. <laughs> so the first year, the first year I'm out in California, so, you know, I started in September of 81. So that December, the beginning of December, <clears throat> we had this apartment in Monterey and I get there's a knock on the door and it's actually the post office. It was a hand-delivered letter from the post office in New York saying that I was uh, I was hired for Christmas, you know, duty. Yeah. You know, and I was supposed to report to Harold, you know, to the to the main branch in, in Manhattan, <laughs> like the following Monday or something. So they hand me this letter, which is, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, isn't that hilarious? So the, on, the, on the bottom of the letter, so I just started with Hank, and I've been there a couple of months. <clears throat> Not sure what was going to happen. So on the bottom of the letter, it said, "If you wish, if you wish to remain on the list, to sign, you know, check this box. If not, you know." So I thought, you know, okay, well, I don't know. So I checked the box, you know, <laughs> to remain on the list. You know, I said, "Why not?" You know, what? So, right. so that was it. So they, you know, so the, the next year, <laughs> the same thing happened. You know, <laughs> I was um, I'm here and the knock on the door, and it's the post office, and they're saying I had a report for you know office duty at the. So this had been like a year and a half. So, you know, I was pretty solid. You know, by then, you know, I'd already started on, on, 
a Sunday and everything. So I didn't check the box, you know. Okay. <laughs> but I think that was my last, yeah, I think I had one more opportunity to check, to remain on the list, you know. Right. So I said, no. Nah, <laughs> Good for you. you know, <laughs> no, I was just curious. Yeah, you keep you know, I still check the box. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, you know, I thought about it, but I said, nah, I guess I'm, you know, whatever. Have to have options, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. this Dennis thing in 2019 doesn't work out, I will still check. The, I'll but, go. You know, and I, I, sometimes I think back, isn't that funny? You know, if I if I you know gotten the job in the post office, I you know my whole life would have been totally exactly. Um, you yeah. know, I've probably been retired by now. I mean, I don't know. Now, now let's flash yeah. forward to a few years. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Marcus Hamilton, who does the dailies now, and I know all his yeah. stories and everything. And I might interview him at a separate time again for the podcast. But um, oh, good. was there ever a time when this transition was happening in '94, I believe, where uh, uh-huh. you were considered for the dailies, or did you just not want that much work, or did Catch uh, uh-huh. want to keep it separate? Oh. What did, what was the deal there? It, that was it. You know, because as, you know, years before that, I mean, Karen and I were doing dailies. I mean, Hank would give us dailies to do, mm-hmm. along with the Sundays, you know. And I guess, so I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, he would give us dailies. So we, if you look back, you know, in some of those years, we, we, we actually, you know, there were times that we, we were doing a couple, quite a, not a quite a few, but we, Karen and I were doing them, you know. But he wasn't saying, you know, he would just kind of give me, let's see how you do with this, you know, if you throw us a daily. Mm-hmm. And then we do it. And then and he'd run them, you know, and to our amazement, you know, he'd, he'd use them and he'd put them in there, and without the notch, you know, I mean, he wouldn't sign them. He would sign them, you know, right? But okay, he, he would put the notch in there, so that meant, you know, it was officially not his. But yep. um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we were doing them, and we didn't. I don't know, but then time went on, and he was actually, um, yeah, I don't, you know, he never really sat down and said, you know, I want one of you guys to to start training. He never really said that. He would just kind of give us dailies to do. Mm. Now, would you have preferred uh, to have taken on the dailies, or no? You know, I don't know. I mean, I was comfortable with the Sundays then, you know. And Hank always had the attitude, you know, that they were two different animals, you know. Right. The daily was one thing he did, you know. Because, you know, he did Sundays for a couple of years when it started. They were, you know, beautiful Sundays. You've seen some of his Sundays, Right. right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he did, you know, I mean, very clever, you know, stuff. He would put himself in there. I remember there's one, and he actually had a photo of himself in the corner drawing. Yeah. So he was doing all sorts of kind of creative things with the Sundays, you know. Nice. But he, you know, he he knew that wasn't going to, I think he just figured, you know. Right. He didn't. So we always looked at them like they were two different. Right, know, because I know he gave the animals. Sundays eventually to Al Weissman and then Lee Holly and everybody else. You right. Know, but uh, it seemed like the people that worked on the comic books tended to work on the Sundays, so I guess that's why I was thinking. It's more sequential art, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the daily was like a whole, it was really, and, and I always approached it like that, too, you know, when you give me dailies, I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's up this big rectangle, you know, and you got to, it's a whole, it's a really a whole, there no balloons, you know, to hide behind <laughs> and stuff, you know. It was just all, all there. So, yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. But even know, to this day, know. you occasionally do a daily. Don't you guys switch it off sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll do one, you know, I mean, because, you know, like Marcus does a lot of the computer stuff, you know, like, because um, he's very adept at Photoshop. So whenever there's, like, side things to do, sometimes he'll... He'll need help with it. And then Scott's doing some dailies now, too. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, occasionally I, w- I would fill in mm-hmm. Marcus wanted to do, and then. But now Scott's kind of picking up the slack, too. He's, he's yeah. doing more dailies, too. 
Now, I know you had a number of writers, but do you ever write uh, the material at all or just suggest ideas or anything? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've written a couple. You know, the funny thing is, like, I was working with Scott, and Scott's like, you know, Ron, you, you've been doing this for how many years? You know, certainly you could. So I did write a couple when Scott, you know, prodded me to. You mm-hmm. know? So I did. I wrote, I wrote a couple, and then, you know, he liked them, and then we ran those. And then, but I don't know. It's, it's um, early on, no. I mean, early on, the writers, we would, re, you know, we would, like, even with Hank, we would do a lot of, you know, we'd have sit-down sessions. It was funny when Marcus started we had well that was with the daily gags but you know we, mm-hmm. we sat down and he had given us both a package of dailies to pick out the ones we liked you know and that was when Marcus came out for the week you know he came out for a week and um you know to to, to uh, interview for the job and everything right mm-hmm. but yeah we had like a sit down session where we would all pick the gags that we like and then we'd have to defend them you know in front of Hank you know <laughs> yeah you know defend our choices you know so that was kind of stressful <laughs> but um but yeah, you know, we, we, I mean, Hank was, you know, he great editor, you know. He, he could always, like, just rewrite these things and make them say, sing, you know. And um, and then the writers, you know. So he, he had more of a relationship with the writers. And um, and so, what was your question? <laughs> no, but, yeah. No, I was, just, yeah, I was the, just asking mainly about, you know, yeah, that was about the writers, because, I mean, I asked if you wrote any of your own material, but I know that you guys use a few writers, and I know Scott writes a few, but anybody can yeah. basically contribute, right, if they have a, a, a pretty good idea, right? Is that how that kind of works? Oh, yeah. It's like a big team. Yeah. You know? And forgive me, yeah. I don't remember no, all I, the writers' names, because I interviewed a few for the the book, but, you know, there's quite right, a few right, different writers, so, but... Uh, yeah. Um, just yeah, to... no, but, you know, Hank, Hank was never, you know, he always never hit the fact that he used writers. He was always like, yeah. Carson used writers, Bob Hope used writers, you know. And his his attitude was always, listen, if you're writing, if you're doing everything yourself, and then, you know, you're going to reach, you're going to, you know, reach a, a, a max point, you know, where you're going to. And so he always, you know, he never really, you know. So he, he even used writers, writers on, his, uh, on the panel when he was doing it himself, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, I even wasn't you know, totally I, I, sure of that, if he, he was that selfish yeah, about actually, that. Yeah. But, yeah. It was an old NCS, um, one of the early ones from the 60s or 70s, <clears throat> where he did a little single panel. It was, I think it was one of the Ruben things. And, and in it, he, he did a drawing and and with appreciation to, and he listed all the writers. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I've seen that. It's like, seen there's that? like 20 people listed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he listed all the writers and the artists and, and everybody who was you know involved. You know, which was um, which was great. And, you know, and he always paid time. You know, he was always you know he always treated his writers well. You know, mm-hmm. always. Um, so now th- these days, I mean, you've been doing this how, how many years? Thirty years? Forty years? <laughs> Too many years? Eighty-one. Eighty-one. That's nine. That's thirty. Thirty-eight years. And, wow. And I know. I, I, I did I a would. recent podcast interview with Joe Staten and also with um, Mike Curtis, who both work on Dick Tracy now. Right. And, uh, right. 
you know, they kind of, you know, they're happy to do it and love it, but, you know, they kind of bemoan the fact that, you know, comic strips aren't the way they used to be, where you go grab a newspaper, you're looking on, like, gocomics.com and everything like that. I mean, how how do you and the staff, you know, Scott Ketchum and uh, Marcus and everybody else, uh, treat it now? I mean, is it frustrating or... It's business well, as know, usual. Or? <laughs> I like I'm, I'm here and I'm in the Catskills. I live in upstate New York. I live in uh, Middletown area. Yep. And actually, Dennis Dennis is in four newspapers around here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, on, a, on any given Sunday, I can go out. <clears throat> I get the Kingston paper, the um, the Star Ledger in Jersey. I get the um, what is it? The Star Ledger Kingston. The um, Newsday in New York, which I can get up here. But yeah, some of them are local. But but I, actually, I, if I if I go to about three or four different stores around here, I can get like four different newspapers that can, that still carry. Yeah, Dennis, you know. Yeah. Well, so I do I, have to. I, I just you know. I do have to say we do carry it here with the Eugene Register Guard, so it is in our local paper too. So. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I know it. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, but I know, like you know, the Post used to have it, and they they um you know. They don't have any comics now at all, but yeah. the New York Post. That was our big thing, you know, New York. We had the Post, you know. Yeah. But now they, they got rid of their whole comics page. But um, I remember they used to run the Sunday on Saturday. Because they didn't have a Sunday Post. So on the Saturday, they would run the um, the Sunday. Oh. You know. It was in black and white, you know. So it was an interesting. That was fun to look at. But I know what you mean. It's the newspapers, you know. They're kind of like, I, I don't I know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just try. And, you know, I sit next to my computer and I, you know, you, you go online, you go on, you know, Comics Kingdom and you see it there and, <laughs> you know, comments, people still commenting on it and whether good or bad, whatever. But, you know, there's still, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's um, and then now, like, you know, um, Antenna TV is going to have a Dennis and Menace Marathon uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Right. You know? Yeah, the Jay North and, one. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all they're going to show the whole six, was it four seasons? Four yes. Seasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Dennis, you know, I think Dennis is, a, a, it's, it's part of the vocabulary, you know. Mm-hmm. So regardless, what, and then, of course, they're comparing Donald Trump to Dennis. And, you know, they have the whole Dennis-Donald Trump thing. <laughs> right. You know, those, but, but Trump is Dennis, is Dennis growing up in the hair, the, you know, the law. I mean, so, I mean, Dennis is just such a part of, you know, society. Right. And it, you know, the funny thing is, like, I do my, my daughter-in-law is a third grade teacher, you know. So every year I do her class, among others, but I do hers. So, you know, she goes in, so, like, a couple weeks before I, I start, she'll, um, she'll ask the class, you know, how many, uh, she has about 30 students, whatever, 29, 30. So she'll go, how many, how many of you guys have heard of Dennis, you know? So maybe, you know, a couple of hands go up, you know. <laughs> so, you know, she goes, so I go, so what I do is I'll, and I'll give her comic books, I'll give her, um, I'll, you know, she'll show the, um, you go on YouTube and show them the cartoons, the TV show, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll do some sketches. And so, two weeks before, so by the time I get there, these kids are so excited, you know. <laughs> wow. They've been inundated with all this dentist stuff, you know. Then they go, I'll, so I'll give her the dolls, you know, I have some of the dolls, she'll bring them in, put them mm-hmm. up on the, her desk and stuff. So by the time I get there, you know, these kids are all jazz, you know. So... It's very interesting, you know. It, it, it really, you know, for, like for Dennis, it really wouldn't take much to, um, you know, it, it, to re, you know, it, get him back in, in the, right. well, you know. Well, I, I 
recently oh. did a podcast where I was the guest, and I was talking about my pocket full of Dennis book, plug, yeah. plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Uh, but a question was asked of me, and I didn't really have a good answer, so I'll ask you. Um, yeah. Are there any new projects like movies or TV shows, cartoons, or anything in the planning at this point? Yeah, you know, Scott is um, has told me of a couple of things that he's been approached about. Okay. About a new movie. And um, and Warner Brothers, I think they still have their hand in somewhere along the line. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, I wasn't um, sure, because I, yeah. I know that there was, like, uh, three or four uh, movies, one with Walter Matthau and one with uh, Don Rickles oh, yeah. and one with... Uh, right. Uh, I always forget the guy. Robert Wagner. Yeah, Robert Wagner, Robert you know. Wagner. And, and then yeah. there was the animated yeah. series, a couple different ones during the 90s, and they yeah. still get play, and yeah. they're on uh, home video and stuff. And so I thought, yeah. well, those get play, but, you know, is there anything new? I don't know. So it's like... Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, you know... You know, Scott. It's great having Scott there because he's, you know, he's young and he's, you know, a very, very attractive personality, and he's very, mm-hmm. you know, and people love him, you know. So he's been, out, he's out there, you know, and and he's doing some good connections, you know. I mean, he's making some good, you know, connections out there, and he tells me once in a while, yeah, they're talking about maybe doing a, a new movie, you know. Okay. And um, yeah, and uh, you know, as far as the bug, you know, we're, we're always getting. Um, uh, about doing a di- you know a collection of Sundays and stuff. We did one in Japan. Oh. We did a couple of this. Yeah, in in, in Japan, it's this guy who every year we he does he releases one in, in Japan of the dailies and Sundays. He does two different and they're little you know pocket sized books. And so yeah, there's things out there you know. Mm-hmm. And and now King you know they have a you know they're really very get very aggressive now about <clears throat> marketing. They have T-shirts now. On the website, Dennis T-shirts. Right. And I, you know, I always share it on Facebook and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's um, it's out there. You know, it's it's just, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I mean, when I just have my kind of everyday experience going out in the street, and you know, they say, "Wow, you know, Dennis the Menace." You know, it's like they, you know, so you're still treated like, you know, "Wow, Dennis the Menace." Yeah. Any, you know, it's it's um, you know, I don't even think of it anymore. Like I'm like, "Wow, you know, yeah. that's pretty cool." <laughs> You know, in fact, uh, on Halloween night, uh, I shouldn't really say this story, but I was going, uh, my wife and I were going front to through Pinebush, which is our town, and there were trick-or-treaters out, you know, on the street. So I was coming from my son's house, which is about a half hour away, and I was coming in, and I made their left into Pinebush. Uh, not where the trick-or-treaters were, but I was going like, it was, a, it was a 35, and I was going like 45, I think. <laughs> so all of a sudden, bam, the police... <coughs> The lights come on behind me, you know. So I pull, I pull over, and the, you know the cop gets out and he goes, "Okay, you know you gotta watch it. Just trying to see this out there." So he looks at my license and, you know, and I said, "Well, I, I, I honestly didn't know what I did. You know, I, I didn't realize I was going forty. You know, because forty-five isn't really that fast either. You yeah, know? yeah. And I, I didn't realize they were really out that night for the truth. So anyway, so he, you know, he looked at my license and he, you know, he let me. He goes, "All right, just watch your speed." You know, he's very nice. So then he asked me what I did for a living. I don't know, you know. And I said, I draw Dennis and Matt. He goes, you're kidding me. <laughs> you know. Said, you know. He goes, you are kidding me, man. Oh. I said, no, I do. And then I said, would you like cartoons? You know. He said, I, you know. So, yeah, so now I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm working on it. He gave me a son's name. You know, he has an eight-year-old son. Oh. And I'm going to put the son in it and stuff. So, you know. Wow. He goes, yeah, just, you know. So, 
you know, it's it's you see all this stuff when you go, you know. So there's still a lot of excitement out there, you know, yeah. for Dennis. And, I, and this, I, this guy was not an old guy. He was probably in his late 30s, early 40s, you know. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, I know younger people have seen the movies. They've seen the cartoon shows. They may or may not have yeah. seen the Jay North series, but, you know, it's like... Right. Uh, right. You know, so and you know, the, even though there's not new paperbacks, you know, those are still kind of available in thrift stores and things like that. I see them pretty regularly, so they're around. You know, right. um, and online. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, Hank, and online. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Hank, well, at least in the cartooning culture, I mean, Hank is still considered, you know, master. Right. Know? Right. I mean, I mean, I get such a joy of posting his every day. You know, I post a. Um, one of his cartoons on, on Facebook. Right. And I've got, the, the, you know, these people who are, you know, a lot of really established, you know, cartoons, and they just, you know, they're still in awe, you know. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, you know, some of them I post, and they're just like, oh, my God, look at that line work, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just amazing, you know. Right. So I, it's just so much fun to see, you know, Hank still getting appreciated. And there's, you know, this website, you know, devoted to right. Hank's work, you know. And, um so you know it's 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 just you know being part of it you know was was exciting you know just being um and then 2021 will be the 70th anniversary of the strip and it's just oh my God. it's it's a little bit yeah. ahead of time but i'm just curious is, is there yeah. anything in the planning that you know of yet i know yeah, uh, there's a few things no. on the 65th i know because i have a dennis yeah. at 65 and stuff like that so right <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure there will be. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I guess we're not, you know, I haven't heard them. Okay. But uh, 70 years is going to be And I assume yeah. you'll still be along for the ride. You're, you're not retiring well, anytime you know, Lord soon. Lord willing, Lord yeah. willing. I, yeah. mean, I, I still love it. You know, the yeah. thing is, you know, I still, I, you know, I love it. I love doing it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's you know, because it's so, you know, the characters were still designed so beautifully, you know. Yeah. And I asked Marcus that as well. I said, any time for retirement? The last time I spoke to him, he goes, no, I love it. <laughs> Just like what you said. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I, as long as everyone will have you, you'll do it, which is great. You know, so. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just, you know, and now with Scott on board, it's like a whole new energizing. Because Scott right. is very creative, you know. Yeah. And he's very talented, you know, and he sees them. So, you know, I mean, we're looking at new things and, new, you know, colors and stuff. So it's 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 always fresh, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, and still, you know, I see him on Sunday in the paper, you know, I, yeah. it's fun to see him online, you know, and, and, but to see him, you know, still get a newspaper and, and open it and see, right. you know, Dennis in there, it's still kind of cool, you know. Now, do you have any other things you like to do or wish you could do or both? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I mean, and, and now I have a grand, I, actually, I have a grand, we have our first grandchild, you know. Uh-huh, well, congratulations. So, yeah, that's, yeah. And the little, you know, Cameron. He's, so I'm doing cartoons of him now for my daughter-in-law. You know, like oh. everything. Like his birthday's the um, end of this month. So you know, I I, I post a little on Facebook, and you know, I put <laughs> Cameron and cartoon Cameron in there and stuff. You know, I mean that's you know that's just what I kind of do. And I do you know Dennis stuff. Too. I mean I do you know I don't know if you notice I'm like I'm birthday wishes on Facebook. I'm always right, you know, right. And you sent me and, some, you know, and I appreciate. And, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank and, you. You know, and 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 you know, I still get a lot of you know charity charity stuff. You know, oh, okay. I just you know, I, I a couple of weeks, you know, with it, you know, and um, and those are you know very gratifying, you know, <laughs> and they get the thank you letters, you know, from people, you know. So, 
so, so no regrets of not working no. at the post office then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And in fact, the postal workers too. I, I just did one for one of the postal workers. You know, she just had a baby. So oh, okay. and I should ask you just if things have changed. I mean, I know you said eventually you moved back to New York. When was that? Yeah. That was in 96. Okay, so it's been a while. Um, And do you still still draw, Dennis, the same way on paper, or do you now do it digitally or anything? You know, some people transition, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. So far, you know, it was still... I mean, you know, I scan scan stuff now and stuff. um, Mm -hmm. But I'm still pretty much old school, you know. That's cool. We are, you know, Mark is still, yeah, we're still pretty much old school. The color, you know, the color's done. We do color guides, you know. Do you do your own, do you do your own coloring or does somebody else do it? No, no. No, I I still do it, you know, on on marker and number. Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I number, yeah, I do a color guide and, you know, markers. And, um, and then, you know, but, you know, Scott is, he's getting, very creative with the color, so he's he's actually taking me in places I, I you know blending and this and that. So yeah, he's he's trying to get some more interesting color stuff going in in some areas. So yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see. But yeah, but you know, like they translate very well. You know, I'll do a color. They, they you know they're pretty good with following the color guides. You know, um, mm-hmm. Reed Brennan. You know the. Uh, but yeah, it's still you know it's still pen and ink and. Um, you know, I always think about, you know, wow, imagine drawing with a tab. Yeah. Mean, be like, well, they, I like I, I mentioned Dick Tracy again, and this Joe, yeah. when Joe does his uh, strips, he do, he draws the inks the Sundays. Uh, he yeah. only he only draws yeah. the dailies, but on the Sundays, he'll ink it the traditional way. But uh, yeah. Shelly Plager, she inks the dailies, and she uh, does it on the computer. So, you know. Yeah, wow, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I know. Just a different I know. style, you know. You know I, so I was just curious, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, it, and, and in some, a lot of cases, you really can't tell, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't. It looks, yeah, in the case I, of Dick I, Tracy, I you can't. You know, it's like. Yes. <laughs> yes. I and mean, sometimes it's really hard to, you know. And I was good, man. I still haven't even mastered. I haven't mastered the pencil yet, and I'm here. I am going to move on to the, you know, the computer. You know. <laughs> I mean, as, you know, it's like. <laughs> and then you look at, you know, Disney. I mean. It's going back a couple of years, but they were saying that when they want to get one of the, I, I forget which movie had just come out on computer, and then they said, and it was an interview with some of the animators, and they said when they want to get inspired in the studio, they go back and look at Fantasia. Right. You know, I mean that's what you know they they sit there in awe mm-hmm. and go, oh my god, they did this without a computer, and they did this with a pencil. Right. Know? Right. And they just sit there and you know they just go, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> And um, so I, I never forgot that, you know, it's just that, you know, I forget who it was that said that in one of the interviews. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm still old school. 
need to change. I was just curious. Some people well, they yeah, have, some yeah, people they haven't. You know. <laughs> and yeah, I always like I always like reading about technique. I mean, I can draw, but you know, it's yeah. like I'm no professional, so that's why I'm always curious. Uh, uh, like in Hogan's Alley, you've probably seen that magazine. You know, the oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, they'll talk about people's techniques and drawing right. styles and what they use and types of pens and oh, types exactly. of brushes yep. and yep. which hand they use well, you know, and like, <laughs> all that stuff. So. <laughs> well, what I try to, you know, you see, if you go back over my Facebook posts, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, over the years, I mean, it's been, I, I, I have all Hank's pencils on, the other ones, you know, I mean, I have a few that I, I kept, you know, mm -hmm. and over the years, but, you know, I put them on there and then, you know, people look at Hank's pencils and oh my God, you know, that's such so beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, his pencils are uh, a lot of them are pretty rough, but you know, it's there. You know, you look at it and you go, wow. I mean, just he captures everything, you know. And you know, watching him was like an amazing. You know, when I when he used to sit there and draw, you know, uh, either correct your stuff or like sometimes you go in and he'd be inking a, a panel or something, and you'd be talking to him or looking over his shoulder, you know, and just watching him ink, you know, was just like unbelievable. Was he was he really consistent on how he did things? Because sometimes Ketchum would draw something that seemed really polished, and other times it seemed like he just dashed it out, like yeah. it was just a quickie yeah. sketch, you know. But was that just the, what he felt like at that time, or you know, that is true. I, I know, so, and, and you know, as he, the later stuff, he got looser. He got almost more impressionistic, right? It was yeah. kind of like almost like a cartoon impressionism, and I think he was striving for that. You know, I think. You know, I, I, I know you go through his different um, periods, you know, like when he was very, very, you know, everything was very tight and very, you know, everything was there, you know, the toaster, every, you know, bolt <laughs> and everything. And, then, um, and yeah, and then later on, so it's true, he did kind of evolve, you yeah. know. And then, and I know, you know, before he, very retired, semi-retired, he never really retired. I mean, I, had, I actually have a fax which he sent me the night of his passing. Mm -hmm. I have a which I framed. I actually he was actually correcting my work the day that he passed. But I, I it was like hours before. Right. I have a I have a, a fax from him. Mm -hmm. I, I think I used it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you yeah, gave it to me. It gave me a yeah. copy of it, and right, it is right, it is yeah, in the book. Know, so if you want to take a look at, yeah, yeah, it, check right, out my book. <laughs> but and I, I appreciate know, it, that. It, so you know. Yeah, you know, and um, but um, yeah, it was interesting to see his different um, er errors. You know. Mm-hmm. Every every decade was you know, he, but he was constantly evolving. You know? Yeah, because one one day I don't know if you know who Craig Yo is. He's a book publisher and a yeah. cartoonist yeah, too. Yeah, and uh, he was talking about. He basically said, which is not necessarily an insult, but I get what he says. He says Hank Ketchum is my favorite and my least favorite artist. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and it it basically depends on how he's drawing. <laughs> you know, it's like... That's interesting. That's funny. <laughs> wow. And he's I being kind of flippant that. and tongue in cheek, but I get it. I get it. You yeah. know, that's what I was asking yeah. about. So. <laughs> I know that you know that that is true. That is true. You know, and then you know right before he, he kind of evolved, and then he did. You know, you've seen some of his paintings, right? Which he kind of did. Yeah. After mm -hmm. he re like semi retired, yeah, and they were very, you know, he was really capturing the very loose stuff and you know impressionistic and and um, I think he was still searching, you know, for for what he was gonna. But you know, it was all he was trying all different techniques and everything, you know. Yeah. But that was the thing about it; he was just so creative, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I mean, I come in like I for me, you know, working in the studio with him, you know, I come in in, in the morning, right? I mean, we work on a Sunday, you know, and he was, you know, he was with me every step of the way. And 
And then, you know, I go home and I, you know, have an evening. And I come in in the morning and, and you know, Hank would be sitting there and he'd go, you know, I was thinking about that panel at uh, uh, 2 in the morning, you know. <laughs> I woke up and I was, you know. So, I mean, here he, you know, I come in in the morning and here he was waking up at 2 in the morning and thinking about some layout <laughs> for my son. You know, and I go, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> you know, he was just, and when computer started, you know, because we kind of got, you know, well, I guess the late 80s when computers, the home computers started yeah. coming in. Yeah. Right? You know, so he was, he was drawing, you know, he he was already drawing Dennis. He, he, he was so proud. He'd call us in, you know, he had one of his office at the studio and he'd say, look, I just drew Dennis. And then he, he had done this, like, Dennis drawing on the computer. <laughs> we'd all go, wow. You know, and it was true. You know, he was just trying to really stay on the edge, you know, and just kind of keep that creative, keep those juices flowing, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a great time, you know. My, I miss, you know, I, I really, that's what I'm really thankful for, having worked with him and then meeting, you know, like, um, Elvin Zadini and um, Gus Ariola, you know. Oh, yeah. All those. Out there, you know, it was, it was such a... <laughs> Carmel people or time. Monterey people or whatever. Uh, yeah. Cannery Row exactly. people. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, going to the, you know, um, the, the Doc's Ricketts Lab, you know, they were all members there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and having lunch, you know, he's taking us to lunch in Dr. Ricketts and seeing Eldon's work, hanging all the cartoons that they did. It was, you know, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better life, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I was really, I was, yeah, you know, I was really grateful for, that. and you know, it was really a, a lucky, you know, it's not something I was even looking for, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's similar to Marcus's story. I mean, I always am fascinated about his story where he's working at yeah. Walmart and then the next day he gets the call, yeah. you know, it's like, wow. And he got I it know. from not a magazine like you, but he got it from the 700 Club. That was his story, yeah. you know, and it's like, wow. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, you know. And then he came out and we hit it off, you know. We just hit it off so well. And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, um, whatever. <laughs> Well, I wish you continued success with Dennis as long as you want to do it. And uh, uh, is there any way anybody can get in contact with you if they want a or a website or anything you'd like to plug? No, my, my address is two hundred one Birchwood Drive, Pinebush, New York. <laughs> I just opened the door to, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't mind. I, mean, I get, you know, I'm, I'm again. Somebody's my address is out there because I get letters all, you know, okay. all the time. But that's fine. I, I don't, I don't really. Doesn't okay. bother me. Okay, you're a New Yorker. You're yeah, tough. Well, yeah. You're tough. And then you know, <laughs> Facebook. I mean, you know, I'm on Facebook there if they want to see Hank's work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. All right. And well, I, I, I really enjoyed the book, by the way. You know? Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so, you I know, know, for a plug for me, yes, if you want to get pocket full of Dennis Smith, it is yeah. in uh, hardback, paperback, or ebook versions. You can get it on Amazon and uh, through Bear Manor Media. And I interviewed this man, Marcus Hamilton, and Marcus Hamilton. Uh, and uh, I interviewed Karen, I interviewed Lee, I interviewed uh, Frank, and a few others. I didn't interview Hank, unfortunately, because he had passed away, but I got some good quotes from the past from him. So <laughs> I, I use it as kind of a, a, a you know, uh, it's my, it's my, I keep it right by my drawing table. Well, thank you. <laughs> just to kind of, as a reference, I use it kind of as you know, it's just fun to open it, you know, just see where. It, uh, sometimes I just open it up and just start reading, mm-hmm. you know, just get lost in the, wherever it is. <laughs> Dave Swartz, you know, <laughs> you know Dave Swartz, yeah, you know, yes. So. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I mean, I I met him out there. That was um, 
sounds good. But yeah, it's a great book. It's really yeah. did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Ron Ferdinand, for being my special guest. Episode number 57 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2020, Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night. of your loot.